Everybody say bless, 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 bless. Say I'm blessed. Say you're. Everybody's blessed. It's not a season, it's a new day. Fresh anointing coming my way. New day of power, prosperity. It's not a season, it's already on me. I'm living in the overflow, I'm living in the overflow. 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 Everybody say bless, 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 bless. Say I'm blessed. Say you're blessed. Say everybody's blessed. Say everybody's blessed. Say everybody's blessed. It's not a season, it's a new day. Fresh anointing flowing my way. New day of power, prosperity. It's not a season, it's already on me. I'm living in the overflow. 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 I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I'm living in the overflow. 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 I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. I've got more than enough. I'm coming to get my stuff. Everybody say bless, bless, bless. Blessed, say I'm blessed, say you're blessed, say everybody's blessed, everybody's blessed, say everybody's blessed, everybody's blessed. Praise the Lord, all ye nations everywhere. Praise him, all the people of the earth, for his love, for he loves us dearly, and his truth endures. Praise the Lord. For your consideration, that's Psalm 217 to its entirety. May the Lord have a blessing to the readers here, especially the doers of his divine word.
bow your heads. Oh, gracious mighty God, we just want to say thank you. Thank you for just reminding us that you love us in spite of. Did God just bless your people that's here? Bless them one by one. You know their needs, desires, and their wants. Did God just bless the word that's going to go out today? Let it touch each one of our spirits and our minds and our hearts. That we can live in this world and everyone else can see us and say, what must they do to be saved? And all these we ask in Jesus' name, we do pray. And all God's children say, amen. Amen. Good evening. Come on, say good evening. And we thank God for blessing us to be back in the house of prayer one more Tuesday night. Can you give yourself a hand? You just look good tonight. Amen. Amen. We praise God. Yeah, we praise God for this privilege of being back in the house of prayer. I want to thank you for being so diligent and stewardous in your assignments for our last few weeks, especially in our prayer focus, I thank all of you who have thought it well to um, correspond back and forth uh, with us in regards to how you have been blessed, hope, challenged, inspired, um, and all of that good stuff as it pertains to um, being intentional in our daily walk and uh, our prayer life. And so I want to commend you for that, and I thank God for each and every one of you who have been taking it upon yourselves to to do the things that the Lord is leading us to to do, that we continue to grow as a whole. Um, I, I want to be sure that we recognize none of us have been called to be an island, um, but the Lord has called us to work together. And the way we grow together is we've got to be willing to work together and learn together. I, I want you to Make sure you recognize this is not about a right or wrong, but this is about iron sharpening iron. This is about us recognizing that we're not in this by ourselves. Um, If it's one thing I learned from growing up in the hood is that those that had addictions, they hung out together. They looked out for each other. If I had a drink, you had a drink. We passed it around until it got to the corner. And then whoever sponsored that drink, that Kona belonged to them. Amen. Come on. Don't act like y'all ain't from the hood. But we made sure. Come on. We made sure um, that, that those within that community had the necessary uh, uh, tools or equipment to function in that community. Amen. Amen. And if we could do that in the hood, why we can't work together in the house of the Lord? Did you hear what I just said? What would it be like if we came to church and act like some hood folk? You know, we made sure if I eat, you eat. Come on. Y'all know how it used to be. Uh Go down there to Sally House until I need to borrow some bread. Come on. Some eggs. Send this down there. Tell her we just we got some stuff and we just want to give them, feed them babies. We, we made sure we were a community. And, and somehow we forgot that we made it where we are because we worked together. And you may be saved, but you are saved to be a part of a community. 
And so I want us to understand that it takes all of us building relationships with one another, not just the folk that you are accustomed to knowing that you've already built a relationship with, but I'm talking about the person that you've never really held a conversation with. I want to encourage you to find someone every week to just go out of your way and speak to them and, and find out a little bit about them if you can every week so until you get to know one another now let's be honest some folk don't want you in their business because they've experienced church hurt before so you have to build that relationship that they can recognize that they can trust you with a level of sensitivity amen so so just because you bump into them tonight and they they don't open up to you on tonight that's because they just not getting to know you But we've got to understand that we've been called to work together. Amen. And I I want us to be that kind of church where when you see one in need, we all in need. And we all come together to make sure we do everything we can to meet that need. I don't care if we can't afford it, but we can show, get together and pray about it and ask the Lord to to supply us with whatever he wants us to have. But it takes that kind of unity. That's why... We've collectively been looking at this prayer focus because the Lord has been sharing with us. If we're going to have one voice and one vision, we have to have a heart for one another. You have to be concerned about me and I have to be concerned about you. And I have to want you to have the best and you need to want me to have the best. I can't be jealous of you because your car is more expensive than my car and your house is more. No, it's not about that. It's about me knowing how to give glory to God for the blessings he's putting in your life. Because when I see him blessing you, I still come to know he's still in the blessing business. He may not have made it to my street yet, but he's still doing it. That means I know I'm coming up. All I got to do is stay in line. And so we've got to recognize that we are in this thing together. And can I tell you, you don't know how much you help somebody just by speaking to them, just by giving them an encouraging word, just by patting them on the back, just by asking them, how was your day? Just something simple to you can help someone in a way which you would not understand. And so I want us to be sure that we are that kind of church that we look out for one another, not just when we are asked to go talk to somebody, but that we have that kind of rapport that we're looking to introduce ourselves and get to know our fellow church members question hold on but the cd do i just want to ask you know like you say we shouldn't be hating on people or envious or jealous when somebody has things that we don't have and i just i don't understand how we got to that point you know because like you say, like in the old days, you saw families having troubles. You know, y'all, let's throw a party for them. You know, why? I mean, how is it to just do Genesis chapter, why nope. we, why Genesis, we don't Genesis chapter 3 said, uplift everybody anymore? Because Genesis chapter 3 said that the devil, that serpent, he's a subtle creature. He's the most crafty creature that there is. And what he knows how to do, he knows how to use any avenue he can to create a wedge of division. You get me? And so and so what happens is he'll speak to Billy 
and have Billy tell Sister Swanson a lie about you. Sister Swanson don't know it's a lie. She just know Billy told it. So she think because Billy's a preacher. Notice I didn't say Reverend. I'm saying Billy. Because Billy will lie. Reverend Bowman, he got to tell the truth. Billy, if he ain't brought up under subjection, come on. He from GI. You know, I know folk from the GI. They don't always tell the truth. So she'll look and say, well, she don't know Billy. She know Rem Bowman. So since it came from his mouth, she'll believe that to be the truth. And next thing you know, she's running around here with a lie, which she believes is the truth about you. All for you to find out and discover that he said it. And now you got a problem with him. Here comes the wedge. She found out what he said to her was not true. There goes another wedge. You get me? And whoever else then found out about it, depending on which one of y'all they like or don't like, that goes some more wedges. Stuff. Now the community is separated. You, you get what I'm saying? Simple. It's, just, it's a simple, it's a simple but effective tool of the devil. Yes, sir. And if I may add to that too, prosperity is not always our friend. Wow. I mean, the closest relationships I had when we were all down and we pulled together. Wow. But the division came when one person came up and forgot to reach back and bring. Everything is not for you. Mm-hmm. It is to be shared by you with others. But again, we look at how we so-called evolved as a people. We've gone from living in one bedroom house to having homes so big we never see each other. So again, prosperity doesn't always help you. Sometimes it hurts you, it creates division. So keep that in mind when you grow and you get things, okay, who have I left behind? That's a powerful statement. I, I, I thank you for that because the truth of the matter is um, some of us, some of us have been blessed and inst- instead of giving God the glory, we start taking credit for it. And so you've got to be very careful because you'll start looking at the very folk that you were down with as if they're beneath you now. Yeah. What you say? You start looking down on them. So you have to be very careful. This is how divisions are are brought about within the community, within the church community, within the family. I don't care how you break it down. So this is why we have got to be intentional. We've got to we have to make an intentional effort to make sure that we do not allow the devil to have access to making divisions in our lives. I'm not saying he's not going to show up, but the only access access he gets, we have to grant him. We have to grant him. Did you hear that? Because the Bible says that you have the power to resist the devil. And then he will what? Flee. That means if you ever come in here saying the devil is busy, he's all over my life. Well, who let him? Intentional. 
We've got to intentionally love on one another. We've got to intentionally support one another. Even when we don't agree with one another, we've got to be intentional in letting them know, I may not agree with it, but I love you. Did you hear me? I'm going to say this and press on into the message. Uh, it, it troubled me um, to get this news alert the other day about a nine-year-old child committed suicide because he came out and told his mother he was gay. And his mother was shocked, according to the report, and he wanted to tell the folk at his school because he was so happy that he had told his mother. And the mother said, when I was driving when he told me, and he was in the back seat, and when I looked back, he was balled up in the corner, scared, shivering, shaking, because of what he thought I was going to do or say to him. Only to discover that when he went to school and began to tell folk that he was gay, those children were children. That's what children do. Y'all know how children are. And ain't nobody, no sense, nobody trying to stop children from being children. If you came up, I came up, we played the dozens. We talked about everything. Come on, everything was fair game, right? And we had to learn how to take it. Here's how you take it. Learn how to play the dozens too. That's what they told us. Or if you could fight, (laughs) fight. (laughs) That's what we did. I'm not subscribing that theory to y'all. I'm just telling y'all what we did. But yeah, you better win. Amen. But here is my point. Whether we agree or not, somebody should have been there to show that child some love. Somebody should have been there to wrap their arms around that child and begin to speak the words of God into that child, speak life into that baby, that that baby would recognize, I don't care what's going on in my life. First of all, just nine years old, you don't know what life is yet, but I don't care what's going on in my life. Suicide should have never been an option. It's showing us that we are failing. Because we're so busy judging. And these starch and iron Christian folk, so-called Christian folk, who can tell you what the Bible and what thus said the Lord, and they're against this and against that until they get in their family. Then when they get in their family, they try to justify it. My point is, it's not about changing the word of God. That does not change. But the one thing that the word of God also tells us is we ought to love one another. So we've got to learn how to love each other in spite of our differences. Okay? Because everybody going through something. Now, just don't act like you ain't going through nothing. I, I know the minute you tell me you don't have nothing going on in your life, I know you're not telling me the truth. I'm just saying. So tonight, as we continue to head toward the next level, Tavares, help me out. Tonight, as we continue to head toward the next level, uh, and I'm, I'm grateful that the Lord has taken us on this journey. Tonight, I want to ask you this question. And the question is, have you ever been angry? Come on, come on. I, I see some folk put the head down. Come on, wave your hand if you've ever been angry. I'm talking about since you've been saved. Come on. Yeah. Angry. Have you ever been angry? 
And you have to, yes, sir, you have to recognize that just because you are saved, there are some human emotions that you and I are going to have to learn how to deal with because I don't care how many Bible verses you can quote, recite, I don't care if you speak in tongues, you're going to have to deal with some things in your life that will make you angry. And I know there's some things in church we don't like to talk about because we try to always act like we got it together. But the truth of the matter is, it's some angry folk in here tonight. You may know how to mask it because the person or the thing that you're angry with or at may not be in front of you. But all they got to do is call you. See the name, hear the name, and here comes the anger again. Do I need to run down the list? Baby mama, check. Deadbeat dad, that's what you call them, check. Disrespectful co-workers, check. <laughs> Hateful family members, check, check, check. You get me? You, it's all kind of things or issues or situations that will make you and I angry. And the thing we've got to recognize is, is we can't put our head in the sand, bury our head in the sand, and act like we are exempt from these types of things coming our way. Anger will knock at your door. Did you hear me? And you need to recognize that anger will knock at your door. Because if you recognize it'll knock at your door, when it knocks, you ought not be surprised. Because you and I have to recognize, if you go into the next level, the devil don't want you to get to the next level. So the devil's going to do everything in his power to make sure that there are stumbling blocks, there are obstacles, there's adversaries, there's all kind of opposition that you never accomplish the things that God has for you. And sometimes along that way, you will be made angry. And you've got to recognize that you can't wait until you get angry to start trying to deal with anger. You have to prepare before it shows up. Because if it's one thing you know going to show up, death, taxes, anger. Somebody going to make you mad. And if they couldn't make you mad, everybody's hands wouldn't have went up. And some of us didn't have enough hands, fingers, or toes to point out how many times we've been upset. And let's be honest, there's a whole lot of folk who got upset and now they're in jail. There's a whole lot of folk that got upset and now they're at paradise. Hello, somebody. Houston Memorial Garden they did why because somebody got upset and really what they got upset were about wasn't that important but because we are not prepared to deal with anger then when anger shows up it becomes our master it becomes our God and you got to recognize the only reason it became your God is because you and I didn't take the, pre the necessary precautions to deal with it before it got there you, you don't wait you don't wait till you get sick to start trying to eat, right? 
There's enough information out here to tell you. Keep eating that. This is what's going to happen. Come on. All I tell you, keep smoking cigarettes. Guess what's going to happen? You know? And so, and so we've got to make sure that we not put ourselves in situations that's going to bring harm to us. And then when it shows up and God don't move like we want to move, we have the audacity to be mad, angry with him. Okay, I'm the only one. Tonight, I want to call your attention to, to, to a situation that took place in the Bible as we use this as a backdrop of our focus for tonight because I need you to recognize that each and every one of us need to make sure that we learn how to handle this thing called anger. Because if you're going to be great, you're going to have to learn how to walk through anger. Hello, somebody. And Give God the glory. You're going to have to learn how to walk through situations that get on your nerves and still stay focused and still give God the glory. You're going to have to learn how to walk through it when you don't feel like it, when you don't like it or don't agree with it, but still keep your eyes focused on the prize because you need to recognize all of this stuff serves as a distraction. And that's why you'll discover that the scripture puts it this way. He whom the devil seeks to destroy, he must first make angry. Because he knows if he gets you angry, you ain't thinking straight. You're not thinking with the Holy Spirit. (laughs) You got a spirit. It just ain't holy. And it'll show up out of nowhere. Anybody just, don't take much. Let somebody cut you off in traffic. Instead of praising God that he allowed you to avoid an accident. <laughs> what you do? <laughs> you snow. Oh. Blowing the, all that. Nope. You hear me? I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. Go get off your chest. Go get off your chest, babe. Go testify. Get it. Get it out. I know it. Get it out. <laughs> I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And that one that know you want to get over. <laughs> she said. Genesis chapter 4, you have the story of Cain and Abel. And they do it. Did you hear? I think I just struck a nerve. I think I just hit it. Thank you, Lord. That's the (laughs) I think that's it. It'll come, man. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I'm trying to tell you. I ain't going to lie to you. I ain't going to lie to you. Just letting us know we human. Amen. Check out Genesis chapter 4, y'all. I'm going to read this. And then we'll dive into it and get as much said as we can so we can be out of here on time. School is back in session, so we got to make sure we stay on time. Genesis chapter 4, first 16 verses. I'm going to read them just so we'll have clarity. I cannot get into all 16 tonight. Amen? All right. Now, Adam had sexual relationship with his wife, 
Eve and she became pregnant. And when she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man. Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, Abel became a what? Shepherd. While Cain cultivated the ground. And when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel's and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very what? Angry. And he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right. But if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you. But you must subdue it and be its master. One day, Cain suggested to his brother, let's go out into the field. And while they were in the field, Cain attacked his brother Abel and killed him. Afterward, the Lord asked Cain, where is your brother? Where is Abel? I don't know, Cain responded. Am I my brother's keeper? Guardian, keeper. But the Lord said, what have you done? Listen, your brother's blood cries out to me from the ground. Now you are cursed and banished from the ground. Did you hear that? He's banished from where he has his been called. I'll get to that later. Which, which has swallowed your brother's blood. Now, no longer will the ground yield good crops for you. No matter how hard you work. From now on, you will be a homeless wanderer on the earth. Cain replied to the Lord, my punishment is too great for me to bear. You have banished me from the land and from your presence. You have made me a homeless wanderer. Anyone who finds me will kill me. The Lord replied, no. For I will give you a sevenfold punishment. Give, I will give a sevenfold punishment to anyone who kills you. Then the Lord put a mark on Cain to warn anyone who might try to kill him. So Cain left the Lord's presence and settled in the land of Nod, east of Eden. Can you shout anger? anger. Truth of the matter is we have to learn how to not get mad, but to get better. Did you hear that? We have to learn how to not get mad, but learn how to do better. In other words, you've got to recognize that anger is a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is a strong feeling of displeasure. Anger is a strong feeling of displeasure. And anytime you walk around carrying a strong feeling of displeasure, look out 
Because the Bible declares that the Lord just said, sin is knocking at your door. And you've got to be very careful because as strong as you think you are, there are some things by yourself you can't handle. You want to know why we've been intentional for the last few weeks? Because we need to get in the habit of recognizing I can't handle this. I can't do it by myself. I cannot handle this. I know what the scripture says. And the scripture says I can do all things. But it didn't stop there. It said through Christ who gives me the strength. And some of us stop at I can do all things. And by yourself, you can't do nothing but make a bigger mess. Anybody ever made a mess before? Okay. Amen. And so you've got to recognize the reason we made a mess because we tried to do it ourselves. And we looked at the Lord basically and said, I got this. (laughs) So all of a sudden, when you read, you'll discover that Adam and Eve were blessed. They messed up, and the Lord still kept his hand on them, still blessed them. But the problem you have is when you sow seeds of discord, you need to recognize seeds of discord won't just show up today, but it'll take root and sprout up tomorrow. You see, Adam and Eve sinned, and they thought that was it. The Lord then gave them their punishment, then told them what he's going to do to them, put them out. And all of a sudden, when they had some children, here come those same old evil ways showing up. Because they didn't recognize that all they had to do is get right back in line with the Lord. Hello. All they had to do is get back in line with the Lord. Because we serve a God that is so good that if you mess up, it didn't catch him by surprise. And he already made a way for you to get back in line with him. Now, you and I got to be willing to make or accept the way that he's already made. And I need you to understand this because he shows up and he says to Cain in this very poignant way, why are you so angry? And let me ask that to the person sitting in your seat. Whatever that issue is, why are you so angry? It happened. You can't change it. Why are you so angry? It happened. You say you passed, you moved past it. You say you've forgiven. You say you've gone on about your business. Then why are you so angry? Why do it keep coming back up? Why every time you think about it, it stirs up something on the inside of you? Why every time somebody brings it up or reminds you of it, it causes a reaction in you and that reaction ain't to God be the glory. I need to understand like Cain didn't understand. Why are you so angry? As best as you are. Angry? Ooh. As much as the Lord has done for you. We walk around here harboring anger. And if anybody should be angry, it should be the Lord. 
God has done for you and you still act like you act? You want me to forgive you, but you can't forgive me. How hypocritical is that? And there's some folk in here that you will never be all that God would have for you to be because you can't let go of this anger. Well, let me not say you can't. You choose not to. Because like I told you the other day, it's possible, but you got to put in the work. Just because I say I'm over it don't mean I'm over it. I've got to put in some work to get that toxic stuff out of my system. To where if it shows up again, it doesn't bother me. You know how you look at some seniors and say, oh, she didn't got to a certain age. She just say anything now. She didn't live long enough. It don't bother her no more. What you think, feel, or say don't bother them no more because they feel they have a, they're at an age. They don't want to hear nothing you got to say. It don't bother. They just say anything. And we younger, we just got to accept it. The point is, the point is, it's just like they mature in age and get to the point where they ain't worried about it no more. We ought to mature in Christ to where that stuff don't bother us no more. You've been harboring that stuff long enough. How long you going to carry it? It ain't helped you. It ain't blessed you. It ain't pushed you forward. Nothing productive came out of it. Why are you holding on to it? Oh, hey, Cain, why are you so angry? You are blessed. Do you know who Cain was? He was an heir to the all that Adam and Eve had. The firstborn, which means everything went to him. And Adam and Eve had everything. Go read the book. They had it all. You name the animals. They got to obey you. You got the power. I'm giving you every herb-bearing seed, every herb-bearing tree. You got power over the stuff in the air, stuff in the water, stuff on the ground. You have all the power because I'm giving it to you. That means, Cain, all you got to do is stay in place, stay in line, and what your daddy have is coming to you. Why do you think Cain was a tiller of the ground? Because his daddy was. You got to recognize that anger don't do nothing but destroy you. Here is what I got to get you to understand. Here's how we got to deal with anger. It's like uh, if you have been to the recovery class, they'll tell you it's one day at a time. And I got to ex- I got to tell you all this. It is. It is one day at a time. Because today I may be able to control it. But if I get off my regiment. <laughs> I'm telling y'all, some people put it this way, I ain't had my medication yet. <laughs> if I get off my regiment, that old stuff will creep back in. Come on, don't act like I'm the only one. 
You haven't forgot. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. So therefore, you got to recognize. First of all, here's the thing you got to recognize. Every day you have to have a level of expectation. Expectation. What are you expecting? What were you expecting out of today? Walk with me. God woke you up, which means he had blessed you. Had the activity of your limbs, even if a few of them hurt. You're in a reasonable portion of health and strength. You're in what we believe to be enclosed in our right mind, which means God's been good to you. It might have looked at all of us in here, we ain't missing no meals. God's been good to us. So with all of that goodness of God, what were your expectations for the day? Because if you didn't have any expectations for the day, then you had no goals for the day. Did you hear me? And when you read the Bible, folk who ain't doing nothing stay in trouble. Ooh, did y'all hear me? Because if you ain't have no goals, you ain't doing nothing. You ever call somebody, what you doing? Nothing. (laughs) 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 Expectations. You know why you need expectations, Donna? Because God has expectations. You think I'm going to bless you with no expectations? You think I'm going to give you this overflow? That's what she was singing. I'm living in the overflow. You think you're going to live in the overflow with no expectations? To whom much is given, much is required. You can't be rolling around here with all these blessings from God and not doing nothing to bless God with them. Cain was an heir. Which means the expectation was you need to be preparing yourself to be in position to handle all that God has given to your daddy. You ain't got time to be angry. That's too much to do. That's too much for you to learn. That's too much more for you to produce. You can't produce if you're angry. Not nothing for God. If you look on your handout, we're reminded of that in Ephesians 4 and 26 because it says be angry. King James say, but sin not. New Living Translation say, but do not sin. And come on, let's tell the truth. How many times I didn't got angry and sinned? You have to be very intentional in your expectations. And let me throw this out there because I see time is pressing. But, but Brother Kenneth, um, I cannot have unrealistic expectations either. Because what happens is I place unrealistic expectations on folk and then I'm upset because they can't meet those expectations. I'm looking at them crazy because what I expected from them, they can't give it to me or they didn't give it to me. And now I have a problem with them. And the problem really ain't with them. The problem is with me. 
Because I put something on them that wasn't fair to them. They probably didn't even know those expectations I had. Come on. I used to tell my wife this all the time. Don't tell me you love me just to hear me say I love you too. <laughs> you hear me? You hear a pro say, I love you, and then they sit in that way. Did you hear me? They get angry. I said, I love you. Okay. That's all you got to say? The point is, if you wanted to hear me say I love you, just ask me to say it. Because you put unrealistic expectations on me. I have to respond like you want me to respond or there's a problem. That's not right. God gave me a free will. And he don't break in. Who are you? Unrealistic expectations. And all of a sudden you just created a schism in your relationship over nothing. Schism. Google it. Check it out. Urban Dictionary really break it down for you. And you got to understand that your expectations need to be in line with his expectations. Cain got in trouble because Cain didn't know how to make sure that his expectations lined up with the Lord. So I ask you, what were you expecting to get out of today? And I also ask you, what did God expect from you? When? Today. Today. And Cain got in trouble because all God wanted was pure worship. Did you hear me? And I don't want to call you Cain, but I will say this to you. The same thing he wanted from Cain is the same thing he wants from us. Did you hear me? Pure worship. And I got to make sure you understand this. Worship is not that stuff we just do on Sunday morning. A lot of folks have worship all confused. You think worship is when somebody get up here and say, come on, stand on your feet. Put your hands together. Get a little high clap play and all that. You think that's worship. Ain't nothing wrong with that, but don't get that twisted. Because we do the same thing in the club. At the on the run. Was that me running on that stage? Y'all see me running on that stage? No, that wasn't me. (laughs) You ain't lying. They beat him down. Pure worship. Do you know how to give God pure worship? Because we make it harder than it really is. And the only thing, the only thing, did y'all hear me? The only thing God wanted was for Cain to live an obedient life. Because that's pure worship. When you live an obedient life, obedient to the ways, the wills, the calling that God has for you, of the Lord, 
you are giving God pure worship. And Tavares, let me show you this. Let me show you how this hits you with anger. Because when you are in worship, you can't worship God and be angry at the same time. Did you hear me? See, if you worshiping, don't nothing them folks say or do bother you. You want to know why? You don't even see them. Your eyes is focused on the one who you worshiping. You ever seen folk get happy in church? And they do all kind of running, shouting, jumping, fall out, and don't know nothing they done. Don't know nothing they done. Somebody be trying to tell them, you did this, you did that. Huh? Stop lying. Huh? Check the tape. That's how I get in trouble all the time. I got to check the tape. It is because when you get in God's presence, don't nothing else matter. If you begin your day with proper expectations, all I want to do is be obedient in pure worship to the Lord. That simply means I just want to be in his presence. And when I'm in his presence, go ahead and cut me off because I recognize it doesn't matter no way because God got me right where he wants me to be. Why I'm worried about you? Go ahead and take that parking spot. I know I have my blinker on. I was sitting here waiting on it. But as soon as you take it, watch somebody pull out up there and I'm going to get a better one. And if I got the back here, it's because he's got an assignment with my name on it that's back here. Oh, y'all didn't hear me. Yeah, Fitbit, get in. Yeah, that's it. You got to understand that when you live an obedient life, which is to say, when you walk in pure worship to the Lord, the Lord gives you what you need, and this other stuff don't matter. You, you, ever, you ever seen somebody when they got some news and you expected them to fall apart, and they just as calm as can be? I've seen them bury their mama sitting on the first row and just as calm as can be. You won't know why? Not because it don't hurt, but because they are in the Lord. And when you're in God, even if you're in pain, God knows how to give you what you need for that moment. And you may be feeling the pain, but you know how to handle yourself. Why? Because you know God makes no mistakes. You'd be the first one to say, absent from the body is present with the Lord. Well, if they with God, they won't come back here no way. Yeah, I got to come back here and listen to these folks lying on me. Backbiting. Got to worry about somebody breaking in the house, trying to get me when I go to the ATM. I mean, I got too much to worry about down here. I get in his presence, all that stuff is gone. No more sickness. Hello, somebody. No more 911. I ain't got none of that problem no more. You think I'm coming back? Nope. And if you love me, you ought to be happy for me. And anyway, the Bible put it this way, and I'm out of time. Uh, you ought to cry when they come in the world. But rejoice when they leave. When you walk in pure worship, God would give you some strength that you did not know you had. Cain 
king's problem was he wasn't operating in pure worship. And when you don't operate in pure worship, you're going to keep bumping into anger. He says, why are you so angry? And then he makes this statement. He says, when it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some. Did y'all hear that? When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a gift to the Lord. But Abel, he brought the who? He didn't bring no scraps. Because the expectations from God is give me your best because I give you mine. You don't give me your leftovers and expect me to accept that. Give me your best because every day I give you my best. And I give it to you even when you don't deserve it. Don't bring me no anything and think I'm supposed to accept that. Abel also brought a gift, the best portion of the firstborn lambs from his flock. Can I tell you what happened? Abel recognized the power of choices. And every day you wake up, God gives you a choice. You can choose to live for me or choose to walk away from me. There's no in between. The choice is yours. Did you hear that? The choice is yours. I'll say it one more time. The choice is yours. You can live an obedient life or you can choose to live a disobedient life. The choice is yours. You can give me your best or you can give me what's left. The choice is yours. But do not get mad when I reject what you give to me. Because I've given you what you needed. To have a successful relationship for me. And if you want to have a rightful relationship with me, all you got to do is follow the mandate that I've given you. Give me your best. And every married couple in here can testify that you want the best from your spouse. Come on, say amen, you married folk. Trying to give somebody else some hope up in here. One of the preachers in sharing with this message and getting into this message, one of the preachers says, you got to recognize anger may visit, but you don't have to let it stay. That's a choice. Okay. And then and then one of the preachers also said. um, The one prescription that the doctor can't prescribe. Is forgiveness. You want to know how to get past that anger? Learn forgiveness. Did you hear me? I'm out of time. I have to stop. (laughs) I'm with you. Here's the point, family, that you and I can be intentional 
in our daily walk. Wake up with expectations. And you want to give God pure worship. Amen. How do you give him pure worship? Come on, help me. Anybody? That is an obedient life. We'll get more into it if the Lord permits on next week. Come on, put your hands together. We thank God.